Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Brianna Hope Beatson and today we will be talking about Moe's Bows, the organization Do Something, Concussion, and then we have two new reporters that will be talking about Thomas Edison's Secret Lab, Secret Lab Meeting. So right now we have a very special guest, Mosiah Bridges, 14-year-old CEO of Moe's <laughs> They grow up so fast. Mo, I just wanted to say to you again, I really love Shark Tank. I watch it with my mom mm-hmm. all the time. And mm-hmm. we're like, yeah, we could totally do that. And then we sit around the table and we're like, I could totally not do that. So I have so much yeah. respect for you. Can you please tell us a little bit about like the experience about getting onto Shark Tank and having that whole dealio and being on one of my favorite TV shows? Well, the experience on getting on Shark Tank was very difficult I would say because it was a long process we had to get permission to be on the show we had to film the episode we had to get the episode approved and they weren't sure if they were going to air it or not so it was a win-win situation for me because you know Damon he's my mentor and I didn't get the deal but he said that he would be my mentor and you know guide me along this path that I'm on so I would say that the process of being on Charm Take is not that easy. You have to be motivated. That's what I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. And now I have this new respect for people that are on Shark Tank because I did not know that it, it was that hard. I thought they were just like, okay, well, here's a submission and they pick you or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. goes on. But now I know that it's something no, completely it's, different. Yeah, yeah, it's a long, long process. I, I, cl- I applaud you. I'm clapping. I know you can't hear it, but I'm applauding you. <laughs> so what made you get into making bow ties and selling them? There, there has to be a story. Yes, well, I got into start making ties by just figuring out that I really needed something that spoke to me and that fit my personality and style. And after that, I decided to ask my grandmother to teach me how to sew after that. But Sam, my company took off. So what I like to say is now that I've got most that I know what to do with, I can sell them. So that's when I started to sell my time. And that's when I saw, you know, the demand for creating my own business and making other people look good and feel good. It's very interesting. I I go to stores and I shop for my dad all the time because my dad is boss. Love my dad. So thinking of my dad, I don't usually get him bows because he never he never seems to like them he's like oh but they're too dark or or things Mm -hmm. like that and now i look at your product line if i could say that and i think they're very interesting very out there very boom boom Mm -hmm. (laughs) thank you because like now that i'm starting my company and expanding my company i have more and more things coming out and one of those things in 2016 is the long necktie they're gonna be skinny and they're gonna be colorful and great so the, the guy that doesn't know how to rock a boat most bows as we like to say they can you know rock a most tie and, they- and that that'll definitely be something that i will 
look into with getting my father because as you said before some people can't rock that most bows <laughs> so so he he's definitely not a bow tie kind of guy he is a long yeah. traditional so I'm glad that you are having options it's not like oh well yeah. you know I would love their bow you know if it came in longer and you know that's what you're doing so I applaud you again thank you and it all comes with just new year and starting off yeah. fresh 2016 and it's cool to do that like you have you have a company and you know where you want to go with it and with this new year coming up you have something that you want to it's like okay guys it's 2016 it's a new thing it's coming out new item that you can do and and buy and all these different things so i am very proud of you i wish that i could do something like that i don't have the inventive brain or a big inventive brain like you do but i will definitely be promoting you because I think you are something that you know what you probably don't even need my promotion never mind you're all <laughs> you know what? All, all that it takes is motivation so even if you're just walking outside think of something it all takes a fresh mind a new idea so I think that it's great that you and your mom you know brainstorm and come up with ideas because there's always new things to make and mm-hmm. new things to do and I know so many people that oh everything's been made I'm just like that's not the case every yeah. things come out every day we just don't know about it but things come out mm-hmm. every day out of people's minds and they're like oh my gosh this would be cool and this would be cool mm-hmm. and that would be awesome and then you know a month or two months or a year or however long it takes you're like oh my gosh I never thought of that but it's so useful and it's it's so cool and it's so awesome you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network and today we are talking about Mo's Both the organization Do Something Concussion and then we have two new reporters that will be talking about Thomas Edison secret lab secret lab meeting so right now let's continue speaking with mosiah about mo's bows and we were just talking about how ideas come from a fresh mind and everything hasn't been made i think that is the message everything has not been made you can always perfect something you can always make something and it doesn't matter how old you are because you are the youngest ceo that i ever talked to and ever known really so can you tell me a little bit about that how you deal with being so young and being in this business? Well, I deal with being so young and being in this business by having my mother by my side every step of the way because I've had people reject me or people say that I'm too young and what I like to tell kids because I call myself a motivational speaker. What I like to tell kids is to, you know, figure out what they like doing and find out how they can make money doing it and that helps everybody with self-confidence and that helps me with self-confidence. And the creativity that you have. I mean, you basically put what you think of and your creativity in a bow. And you sell it. And that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a crazy idea. Not a crazy bad, but like crazy awesome. And how did Mm -hmm. you think of that type thing? So I'm glad that you're a motivational speaker because, and I'm glad, so glad that your parent, that your mom is supporting you and your grandmother taught you how to sew. Like, I know Mm -hmm. some people that they want to do something so badly, but then their parents are like, oh no, get over that and do something else. Do something realistic. Do something that and other people are doing. That's very important. You have to have a supportive family. You have to have a supportive mind and surroundings. You have to have supporting surroundings. So my grandmother comes to all of my events. My mom does. My aunt. So you just have to have a supporting family. It doesn't even have to be your family. It could be your librarian, your teacher, anybody. You just have to have support. That's one of the, I think I have five keys to being successful. 
My mom, she allows me to do whatever I want to further my development and further my education and to do more. And I love that about my mom. And she made this commitment. She's like, you know, a lot of parents aren't like I am and they don't they don't support their children. So she tries her best to be that supportive person. Like you said, it doesn't have to be a family member. So she tries to be that supportive person in other people's lives so that they can flourish and grow and do whatever their little hearts desire. Yeah, because my mom, she puts everybody in my life that would help me grow more. So my mom has musician friends. She has educators. So she just puts people in my life. Like when I get older, I can say that my mom has put the resources in front of me that I needed for life or for a bad situation that I'm going to be in in life. How is your Go Mo charity and, you know, putting Memphis kids, if I believe, into summer camp? How is that working? That is working very great. I decided to start my charity because I really saw kids getting in trouble at school and being hungry. And um, in the summertime, childhood hunger is at its highest. So I figured they could get a meal, have fun, go swimming, and, you know, still be kids. Mm-hmm. I find myself, I mean, I tried to go to summer camp, but my mom was like, no, stay home and study. So sometimes my mom can be a little work and yeah. do all this other stuff. But sometimes uh-huh. I get to go out and play with my friends and sweat. I love yes. to swim and all yes. that Thing. I applaud you and I have kudos to you that you allow them to do that because I yes. see so many things in the news that it's like, oh, this kid did this. And really, those kids do that type of thing because they have nothing else to do. It's like they yeah. have nowhere to go. They they have nothing to do. They have no one to interact with. And, the, and that's why a lot of these things happen. So I'm glad that you're giving them an opportunity to kind of push that energy and push that dedication elsewhere. Yes, and everybody knows that it's very hot in Memphis. So obviously we're going to give them the chance to go swimming. So <laughs> True. It, I, I know what you mean because Florida, <laughs> Florida's pretty yeah, hot. Yeah, of course Florida, yeah. <laughs> it, it's December and I think it's 85 right now. I'm like, yes. oh, that's that's great. That's a great thing. Our <laughs> well, friend's there, and she's burning up. Yeah. I And it'll be just bipolar. It'll be bipolar. It'll be like, yeah, yeah. really cold, and then really, really hot. So right. I'm glad you understand me, bro. I'm glad. <laughs> well, Mosiah, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about your company, Mo's Bows. You're welcome. <laughs> it was definitely a pleasure speaking to you. I wish it was you, a pleasure with you too. <laughs> I wish you much success. Please, guys, check out his website. Check out his company. It seems that it's going to flourish so much, and it already has flourished. So I wish you the best of luck. Let's take a break. I'm Brianna Hobiton, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. This show is sponsored by Encircle Entertainment. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard. 
where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We talked to Mosea Bridges, and right now we're going to talk to Naomi, sorry if I mispronounce this, Hirabayashi, who is the chief marketing officer for DoSomething.org and also the co-founder of ShineText. So, how are you doing, Naomi? I'm doing so well, Jerry. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for asking. So, can you tell us about the company you co-founded, Shine? Sure, yeah. ShineText is a company I actually started on the side. I work full-time at Do Something and was actually just inspired by some of the work that I was doing at Do Something and started Shine, which is a daily text to help working professionals professionals kind of slay their day is our tagline. It's the idea that everyone could use a little bit of positivity and work hacks and reminders on how to be their best self at work. So we launched it in August and are just getting amazing feedback from people who are using it and it's making everyone's day a little bit brighter, which is exactly what we want. I personally thought the idea was fantastic. I don't think it can be applied to me directly, but I just thought the idea that just something funny or some confident tips because everybody has that day or that time in their day when they just need something funny to look at or they need somebody to say, man, you're doing great. Stay awesome. So I really think that idea is amazing. Let's talk about, no problem. Yeah. Let's talk about do something.org for people who don't know, do something is now the biggest in the world. I believe you said for youth who want to volunteer for different campaigns, like one of the campaigns were over 900,000 pounds of textiles recycled. So it's pretty big and you are the chief marketing officer. So can you tell us about your job there? Yeah. So as you mentioned, yeah, DoSomething.org is one of the largest organizations for young people and social change in the world and the largest in the U.S. And we basically, we exist, give young people um, more accessible and easy but meaningful ways to get involved in social change and social action. And so my role there as chief marketing officer, and I've been there for five years, is to big picture, get get DoSomething.org and our campaigns in front of as many young people as 
possible. We know that young people want to do good. I mean, in evidence of just what we're doing right now with you amazing young people. And it can just be hard to figure out where to start. And not everyone knows where to start. So what I want to do in my role is just get do something.org in front of as many young people as possible. And then in my my day to day, what that looks like is I work with our in-house marketing team to identify different media outlets like like radio that can talk about do something.org, different marketing partners. So people like broadcast um, partners that play our public service announcements um, to different celeb- celebrity supporters. So it's, it's constantly thinking about new ways to help young people discover do something.org and take action. I also think do something.org is just a, such a fantastic thing. And it's huge. It's been here for quite a while now, right? Yeah, we were actually, we were founded in 1993 by Andrew who was on a really, really popular TV show called Melrose Place, which was on Fox. And he wanted to use his celebrity and his platform um, to create social change, uh, not just to, you know, create a cologne or a jean line or something like that. He really wanted to use his platform to make doing good as popular and easy as everything else that you want to do. Uh, and then we, you know, have been around for over 20 years. And it's kind of evolved as an organization. And the biggest change now is that we really rely on technology technology to activate young people. So a, a primary way that we are communicating with our members is all through text message. So you can just text join to 38383 and that'll get you signed up on do something. And that's probably the, the biggest evolution in terms of the organization and how we reach young people in the last 20 years. It is very high tech because a lot of teenagers, I know it kind of directs youth in general, but a lot of teenagers and preteens and all that, they use technology. I mean, I have my phone right next to me. I know a lot of people use their phones day to day and it's very useful instead of going somewhere or calling someone you can just text it and re- that's really easy how exactly. did you get how did you get started with this company so i actually worked at a social media marketing agency for 4 years prior to do something.org and the agency that is in charge of creating different social media channels and strategies for for major companies actually had do something.org as a client back in see 2008 and so I just fell in love with the organization when I met the team and when I heard about the mission and when I got a sense of the culture and from there just stayed in touch with the leadership and over the course of the following years the the right position opened up and I joined in 2011 as the director of marketing and it's it's been awesome. And I, I, I love the organization so much. It is definitely a fantastic organization. So what do you think is your favorite campaign out of all the campaigns that were ever there? Jerry, that's a really good question. I I truly love them all because they all have their, their do something.org twist. I have to say one of my favorite campaigns that's actually live right now, so it's something you could you could sign up for right now, is called Grandparents Gone Wired. And so if you go to do something.org or go to grandparentsgonewired.com, you can actually sign up. It's all about using technology and and your just savviness as as a teenager to uh, help older adults and seniors get set up on technology to help stay in touch with loved ones, um, particularly over the holiday season. And I love that campaign so much because exactly what you were saying, Jerry, earlier about, you know, just how as a teenager, you know, technology is something that you love and is part of your day to day. And it's just something that is so natural and just a part of your day to day life. And knowing that there's an entire generation that uh, could feel intimidated by new technology or could feel like it's a blocker for them to stay in touch with people or be, you know, as active with 
you know, socializing and stuff like that. The ability for teenagers to be the mentors and to be the teachers uh, for for the older generation is just, I, I personally feel is, is a really powerful and, and beautiful message. And it's also just a fun campaign. We get amazing report backs and, and content from young people telling us why they love this campaign so much. So for Grandparents Gone Wired this year, an example is you can teach older adults how to text using emojis. So as you can imagine, we've gotten some great photos and responses. Yeah, I saw that campaign. It is very cool and very unique too. I mean, there's a lot of campaigns out there to teach grandparents how to use technology, but specifically texting with emojis. That That's very unique. And I definitely agree. It's one of my favorites as well. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And today we will also talk about the new movie Concussion with Haley. And we're going to talk to the new critics. This is the first time on the radio show. So welcome them, Abigail and Benjamin, about Thomas Edison's Secret Lab. Secret Lab meaning holiday plans. That's a very long title. Right now we're going to continue talking to Naomi about her work with Do Something org and her own small company shine which does amazing work it pretty much allows people to be texted motivational stuff tips that helps them get through the day and comedy and all those things just to help them get through a tough day or an anxiety or all of that so my next question is for kids that want to make a change in the world what tips do you yeah. give them my first tip would be is awesome i love that and that's again exactly why do something.org exists and you know my, my first tip would be to identify what you're most excited about, what you feel most passionate about, which can be a lot of things and could be changing things. And and going to do something.org, you will see so many different options. And so if you do want to get started, we really are existing for you to give you so many ideas. So that's one tip. And the second thing I would say is rally your community and your friends and your parents or whoever it is that you feel is a huge support system in your life and will really get behind you. We hear so often that uh, the number one reason young people volunteer and, and take action is because their friends are doing it. So just thinking about how you can make it something fun and social and, and you know, doing it with your friends. So it's just another fun thing to do on a Saturday versus something you kind of are, you know, maybe anxious over or unsure of. And the third thing I would say is there's a lot of things that might be considered volunteering or causey or social action that you don't even realize are social action. So anything from standing up to someone in the hallway because you you are witnessing bullying to having, you know, powerful discussions around different movies that you love because they represent a more diverse set of women in power or something like that. There's so many different ways to interact with cause and, and cause content that just think about what you care about most or what angers you or frustrates you or moves you. And there is absolutely going to be something out there for you to do and to just keep it up. I think that's fantastic advice. That's very nice, very very inspirational. Oh, good, Jerry. You're very inspirational. Thank you. So what do you think the goal of DoSomething.org is? So our, our goal is to have the most amount of young people doing the most amount of good on the most amount of causes at any given time. Probably what sets us apart the most from other organizations is two things. One, the scale. So we really want to have and, and do have this movement of over 4.7 million members members taking action. And that scale is really important to us because we think young people and the world needs to see movement and and an entire generation taking action because so often people say, oh, teenagers these days are apathetic and every generation is always kind of skeptical of the next. Um, but we, we, we know that that's not true. And so the more success that Do Something has, the more that we're proving those skeptics wrong. So yeah, that first point is scale. And the, the second thing is we want 
doing good to be more accessible than it sometimes feels. So it can feel like there's a certain kids that do, that are going to start their own organization, or there's that group that always does this thing or doesn't do that thing. And we, we want to make sure every young person out there knows that they have the capability to be someone that is a social activist and, and really active in volunteering. But it typically takes a more kind of easy and accessible first first campaign, a first call to action, or first ask to get their feet wet. And other organizations can sometimes feel too intimidating or scary or, or overwhelming. So the more that we can help young people take that first step, the more we feel like we're succeeding. I'm just baffled by how big do something that org is. And it is just such a great cause. I absolutely love what you do at do something that org do. Thank you so much for talking to me about all your work. If you like to check out do something, go to the to name do something.org. It's a site. And if you'd like to check out the other company, Shine, you can find at shinetags.com. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Orse, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And this show is sponsored by N-Circle Entertainment. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. 
Hey, welcome back. I'm Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We just finished speaking to Naomi Hirobayashi about Do Something. Next, we will discuss these two new reporters, Abigail and Benjamin. We will also be talking about Concussion and Thomas Edison Secret Lab Secret Lab meeting. So right now, we are speaking with eight-year-old Abigail from L.A. and ten-year-old Benjamin from Washington, D.C. about being new film critics and Thomas Edison's Secret Lab Secret Lab meeting to say abigail and benjamin i'm glad that you're here this is your first radio show i love first radio shows i get to know you guys and see how you like kids first so with you guys just finishing up training abigail can you say a little bit about training and how you liked it well i love training i liked it because it made me so happy and i like to write stuff and i like to like watch movies i love the characters in thomas edison's secret lab and science my favorite subject so i so i go crazy crazy over science so I'm like yeah (laughs) well that makes one of us I love science but it's not my favorite subject but I do love movies this is why I joined kids first I love movies I love writing just like you so I think we have a connection now I think we now have a connection because we both love writing and we both love movies so (laughs) Benjamin how did you think training went and what was your favorite part about it um I think my favorite part about training was they did a really good job of preparing us for what was going to come we're doing and kids first and giving us a good idea of like what kind of assignments we would go through and mm-hmm. what we would do and I just really had a lot of fun. Do you think that now that when you watch movies you'll have this like different perspective because you've been through training and kind of know how the film critic world goes? Yeah I think I'll look at it and be a little bit more critical and also consider everyone that's worked on the film and like see all the different aspects and if they're good or not. That is something that I learned before when I was not a film critic I was like oh yeah the only people in this film that matter are the actors and then after I became a kids first film critic and I got into it and I learned all these new words that I didn't know about the film industry I was like oh my gosh the producer and the executive producer and the director and the costumes and and all these other different things and now I get to look at it a little bit more closely and find out if it's an actually good film and entertaining film that other people like to watch so Abigail how did you hear about kids first I heard about kids kids first because sometimes I go up on the computer and I like to look about, up about acting and stuff. So I looked up on the computer. One day I saw kids first. And I asked my dad, hey, there's this kids first thing. And I looked into more about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's red carpet interviewing. So I was like so excited. And I'm an actor, so I connect to that really well. So I've been on the red carpet event before, so I understand and it's amazing. I'm glad that you found it yourself. I was one of the people that my mom was like, oh my gosh, this sounds really cool. And my mom brought it to me. But I'm intrigued that you found it on your own and you were like, oh my gosh, I should totally do this. So kudos to you. (laughs) Benjamin, is film critiquing harder than you thought it would be at the beginning of the training? No, since I've been doing it for a while. True. But the training, like I said, it can sort of help my reviewing a little bit. But it was still sort of the same. And since you've done this before, Or is there anything that you'd like to say to the people around your age range or the people that are looking into going into film critiquing? Is there anything that you'd like to say to them? No, I just say if you're interested, then I'd try it out. It's pretty fun. And I think after a while, you'll get more used to it. 
and then it'll be easier for you. And in, in the end, it's pretty fun. And I think that's a good message. If it's Things get hard at the beginning because you don't know what you're doing. You're like, oh my gosh, I don't know whether to put this here or that there. And so at the beginning of things, and a lot of people are like, oh, it's hard, I'm going to quit. But then as they get used to it and as they learn more about it, they flourish and they grow like a flower and they notice that it's not that hard. Well, not that hard, but not as hard as they thought it would be at the beginning because they grow and they flourish and all this other fancy fairy talk. Abigail, what is your favorite part of being a Kids First film critic now? First, I'm so happy that I had the opportunity of Kids First. And second of all, I really... Just a lot to take in? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I definitely understand. I'll be like, um, yeah, I am. Um, and it's just a lot in my mind. I definitely understand. And that is one of the one of the responses that I, I that I've gotten a few times. Like, I don't know what I liked most about it because it was all awesome and fantastic and amazing things. So that answer was fantabulous. <laughs> You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And today we are talking about concussion. And now we have two reporters that will be talking about Thomas Edison and being a new film critic and all those other types of things. So right now we are continue speaking with Abigail and Benjamin and we will go transition into Thomas Edison's secret lab. So Abigail, what were your first thoughts on Thomas Edison's secret lab? Well, I liked that it was science. Really cool. And I liked that the character Angie in one of the episodes made goo a green goo out of like some chemicals and well the goo was feeding on electricity so and then it made a monster. So I thought it was really funny and really cute and I liked that. And I liked about the fossils, one of the fossils ones. I liked that one of the characters, I think Kent, found tripped over a dinosaur rock but they didn't know it at first. And then Angie dusted it off and he found a dinosaur fossil. So they went through a machine called Alva and it transported them to the dinosaur time. And then they walked down like a hill and they kind of found this swampy area. They found a footprint that kind of looked like the fossil. But it wasn't really as big as the fossil. So it wasn't the fossil. So they looked in the water. Something like rumbly was happening. And then there was this water dinosaur that popped out of the water and they saw its footprint and it matched. So it was really cool. I loved it. So, Benjamin, tell me about some of the characters involved in all of these episodes. There's four characters, um, Kent, Angie, J.D., and Nikki, and they all work in this secret lab with um, a hologram of Thomas Edison that sort of advises them on their science adventures. And then they also have a robot named Von Bolt that also helps them. And so. who's your favorite character? I really like Thomas Edison because he seems really smart, and he's always helping the kids, and he's very wise and really stays calm during... When everything's chaotic. I applaud Thomas Edison for being calm and collected in stressful times. So, Abigail, how many episodes are there? And do you think that this is too long or too short? Or Well, I think there's eight. I'm pretty sure there's eight. And I don't actually think they're too long because, like, I enjoy it so much. But maybe for little kids, it might be too long for them because they sometimes can't sit still. <laughs> true. They're true. Small children's attention spans are not always <laughs> the longest and that's why that's why they make G movies and that's why they make short films and things like that so that little kids can watch what they enjoy without getting restless and without going all over the place because
is they're like, oh my gosh, I'm bored, I want to eat. <laughs> yeah, but I think that they might like the science and all the cool stuff in it. Well, I know that you do. <laughs> so, Benjamin, do you feel in order to watch these episodes and really connect with all of the stories that they're portraying, do you think you have to love science or do you think that anyone can watch it? I really feel like you have to have an open mind while watching this. I really don't think you have to know that much because it teaches you so much in the episodes. You just need a fresh mind and you just need to prepare that you're going to learn a lot of stuff. And do you like science a little bit more now that you know more about it? It obviously made science a lot more fun and I I usually, um, science is not my favorite subject, but in this show it made it a lot more. Yeah, I think that is the goal with a lot of things that want to succeed and show and teach kids about things that aren't that exciting to like for Abigail science is awesome amazing and fantastic so it was easy for her but the fact that it made it easy for you as well since it's since science is not your favorite I it's good because it's like it makes it makes subjects that aren't people's favorites a lot of the time to become this fun easy way of learning so I'm glad that you liked it and (laughs) Benjamin how many stars do you give this film I would give it three out of five and why is that I enjoyed it, but it's not my kind of audience, but I still enjoyed it in some ways, and I think little kids will really enjoy it. But like Abigail said, sometimes their attention spans aren't very long. True. And Abigail, how many stars do you give this one? I think I know, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Well, I give it five out of five stars, yeah. Is there anything that stood out to you that made you give it five out of five stars? Well, yes. There there was multiple things that stood out to me, because I like that I loved Von Bot's voice and it was like cute. I liked that accent. It was really cool. And I liked that one of the episodes, it was really interesting that he got water on himself and he like acted all crazy because he needed like his socket to be clean. Well, I just wanted to say that again, I really like that you like science. I don't know why I like it so much, but I find so many people that don't like science. They're like, ah, science is boring. So keep loving science. Well, Benjamin and Abigail, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about being new film. Film critics and and Thomas Edison's secret lab secret lab meeting and thank you for having me thank you for having me it was nice to talk to both of you thank Thomas you. Edison's secret lab is on DVD guys so please check it out if you love science check it out and if you don't love science check it out you can learn a lot new things and learning is fun <laughs> let's take a break I'm Brianna Hope Beaton and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attraction this show is sponsored by N Circle Entertainment. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year, or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? 
Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm jerry ors and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about a lot of great stuff and a lot of cool people we've been talking to mosea bridges about his company he's a very young entrepreneur we've been talking to naomi about her work we talked to a few new reporters very new to the show it's the first time on the show so welcome them about thomas edison's secret lab right now we're going to talk to harmony about the new film with will smith concussion so harmony how are you doing i'm good how are you i am doing fantastic so what did you think of this film i thought the film was very educational, informative, and very interesting for people who like science or sports or both or neither. But those topics are interesting for people who don't, don't like the topics. So I thought it was very it was very interesting for people of all interests, I'd say. And the story itself is very controversial and very interesting because what it covers, it covers this random doctor who discovers something that can go completely against the NFL, one of the largest companies in the world. And it's just very interesting. So I have to ask you about this. Will Smith, who plays Dr. Bennett, did a phenomenal from the trailer. Everybody's saying this is one of his strongest roles ever, and throughout the film, he had a very thick accent that he did perfectly. So what was your opinion about his performance? Oh, yeah, I totally agree. Actually, I was doubting that it was even Will Smith. I actually looked it up and like knew that it was Will Smith, but the person I took to see it was like, this is not Will Smith. I couldn't recognize him. The accent, the accent was spot on. Like, it, I was just stuck on his accent the whole movie. I was like, how is this fake? Like, it's so on point. And he looked different in this movie, too. I think they made him gain weight for the role because he and they made him look different. So he totally passed as a different person. He definitely put himself in a different mindset to play that role. And he totally pulled it off. So unrecognizable for the typical Will Smith we know. And yeah, he was already 
already a fantastic actor. So yeah. judging from the trailer, just from the few minute trailer, I really think he may win an Oscar for that role. It does look incredible. Yeah, his acting was phenomenal. So the story has quite a lot of angles you could look at. And you could look at this perspective how he's just somebody from, I think it was Africa he's from. And he comes to America trying to be successful, trying to find his place. You could look at the love story, I believe. There's a love story. Or you can look at the actual drama. Do you think that the story goes a little bit all over the place? Or do you think it focuses on one thing? And if so, what is that? It does have a bunch of different angles in it, but it's not confusing. It all connects together. And I'd say the main focus is his struggle to make America aware of something and how corporate America tries to hide things so that they can get their consumer benefits and stuff. And it really shines a light on things that are not seen, like they're under the table and issues that we like actually face in real life and it's actually interesting because this story is a true story so this disease is real there is a real pathologist named Dr. Amalu who found this and there was actually a controversy between the NFL and this doctor trying to inform you know football fans and the football world of this issue so it was really interesting how that issue is also a real life situation and it was portrayed really nicely in this film as well as the little drama love story in the background it all tied well together in the movie. That's good to hear. So we gave a lot of praise to Will Smith because I think he deserves it. Let's do, let, take a look at the rest of the cast. I mean, we have Alec Baldwin, Albert Books, we have David Morse. How did they all do? They did really good. They all put themselves in, in their character really realistically and you can tell that it's just one of those movies where you see the acting and you think that that person is actually the character. You don't think about them in the other roles you've seen them in. So when I think of them now, I actually think of them in this movie. So that just shows that they did really nicely and I feel their their character is them in real life. You know what I mean? Hmm. So that they did a performance as if they were really that person. Yeah. That's really good to hear. So what is your favorite scene in the whole film? I really like the science side of it because I find neuroscience really, really interesting and that's stuff I want to go into in the future. So I found the studies that he would do in the laboratory and actually seeing him perform autopsies and stuff that was really like interesting to me because I like to see the forensic side of things, especially the visuals. So I thought that part that the scene where he does the autopsy was the most interesting for me. That sounds very interesting I have to agree. Neuroscience is very amazing and quite intriguing to learn about. So I have to agree that those scenes would also impress me the most in they're just kind of cool to learn about the human brain more. Mm-hmm. So there is also this part that he does very interesting techniques to deal with the bodies he looked at because he doesn't deal with a lot of people. He deals with their bodies and he finds out the cause of death. So what do you think of that? Because he has very interesting methods, as they say in the film. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it was really interesting because you get to you get to see him figure out the issue. And, and it's interesting because he says that the disease cannot be seen seen by brain scans. You only know if the person has it if they're dead. So seeing him come to that conclusion is really, is really, really interesting because no other person could have figured that out with the brain scans. He went through all this extra studying, all this work at his house, and all these studies that he conducted to figure this out. And it's really interesting to see how he tries to inform people of this and what he goes through to find his findings, you know? That is very interesting. Do you have a favorite character? Mm, I'd, I'd probably just say Will Smith's character as Dr. Amalu because he portrays it so amazingly and realistically and he puts so much passion in the character's role and you can feel the emotion that the character goes through, the frustration, the desire to be heard, his his just difficult time in America too. You get to 
feel how he feels because the acting was portrayed so nicely and the character the character is just amazing <laughs> you're listening to kids first coming attractions on voice america kids network and right now we are talking to harmony about the new fantastic movie concussion we're just really talking about how will smith he did fantabulous i'm going to use that word even though it's not real but that's okay and we're just talking about how he did incredible over the top amazing playing dr ben and omalu so my next question is how's the directing let's move on from will smith let's talk about the director peter landisman i'm sorry if i mispronounced that how did he do i thought he did amazing the whole movie was well put together considering it's very difficult to portray a real life scenario because you know it's it's based on a true story so you have to make sure that you portray these real people the real doctor the real football uh corporation all correctly you know you don't want to you also have to keep in mind not to offend anyone you have to you also have to keep in mind to keep accuracy and to make sure you include the things that are important to the story especially how it has multiple sides so i think that peter landisman's did an amazing job doing that that's very good to hear directing is very important some would say it's even more important than the acting how is the cinematography though all the camera shots in the film that makes the film look beautiful making art i thought it was really good especially the parts with uh for one part that was really uh, memorable were the football scenes seeing all the angles where pe- football players run into each other and all the angles where they smash and run and you can see all the speed you can like feel the speed in the camera motion when they hit each other to emphasize the impact of uh, head collisions and also I really like the camera motions when he was performing autopsies because it made it so that you can feel and like sense what's happening to the bodies but it doesn't fully show you the cutting and the goriness so it was like a perfect in between where you can it was like really nicely done with the camera angles in the laboratory so that it wasn't completely like explicit and gory and disturbing yet it was really realistic and memorable I'd say. Speaking of goriness and all of that it's rated PG-13 do you think that's an appropriate age rating or do you think uh, kids younger or older? I think the rating for PG-13 is fair and reasonable there are some say like disturbing visuals but it's not anything disturbing for people over that I wouldn't say that anyone would be disturbed I'd say from eight. eight age 13 or older so i think that it's pretty fair to have it start from 13 up all right and how many stars do you give this film and why i give this film a four out of five stars because it's really educational and like informative but also in engaging with the whole sports drama side of it the realistic factor of it and also like the love drama in the background i'd say like it's one of those movies where you kind of have to pay attention it's not one of those movies where it's like oh just have it in the background you can like multitask and stuff and still get the full value out of it like most comedies or whatever this movie you really kind of have to pay attention to it and fully engage in it for it to be like enjoyable i'd say so you can like really get the full benefit from it and the value of it so that's why i'd say five uh, four out of five stars and what do you think the main genre is i'd say drama or sport Ooh, the hard I'd, I'd say drama i guess and why is that mm, because it's talking about even though it's really educational and tells you all about the medical side of this issue the issue issue of it is mostly dramatic between his findings and what the NFL company will like allow him to express 
So it's basically just like a war between him and like the NFL company. And do you think this film is controversial at all? Because like I said, it is a very controversial topic. It's very, what's the word for it? It's very disliked and liked. Yeah, I can see how it's controversial, but I definitely think that it's good that it's um, being, it's informing people. And I, that's what the movie talks about, informing people of this knowledge and this disease, even though it's going to have many disadvantages to say the football company and other people, but it's, it deserves to be heard and expressed and have a lot of people informed about it. So I think that it's good that this movie, even though it's controversial, is, you know, existent and informing people today about what's going on. I definitely agree. Thank you so much for talking to me about concussion. Thanks for having me. And that is the end of our show. I just want to wish everybody a happy new year. This is our 196th show. I'll see you all next year. Thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kiss First Coming Attractions. Be sure to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases and learn how you can become a Kids First film critic, go to kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of the Huffington Post. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media on Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by End Circle Entertainment. Thanks for listening. again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. <laughs>